Hey everyone, what is going on? It's Wilson, and you're listening to another episode of Beyond the Growth. Welcome back. Uh, I'm going to continue with my marketing series where I go through my experience as a marketer, go through a couple growth hacks, growth strategies, the popular ones, the non-popular ones, and I'll kind of uh, dive into my personal experience using it and whether or not it worked. So uh, in the last episode, I talked about using Haro, and in this episode, I'll be talking about guest posting. So right now it's 2016, we're, we're reaching the end of 2016 actually, and we're heading 2017 soon. So is guest posting still effective? Is it still an effective strategy to, to market your product? You know, is this, is this still a popular growth hack? Does it work? That's probably one of the biggest questions. So uh, about, I would say three, four years ago, or even two years ago, guest posting worked like a charm. As long as you hustle and you put your time into it and you just keep writing guest posts, it will work. Backlinks will eventually catch up. You know, your, your site will start ranking for more and more keywords on Google and people start, you know, discovering you without you having to pay for advertisement. And it was a great way to, uh, to build your brand and your expertise, right? So you can go blog on like entrepreneur.com and talk about uh, how good you are in customer success or something like that, right? Whatever your product is related to. So it helps you build expertise, helps you build backlinks, um, really good branding, and um, it all, all it required was just a lot of hustling, right? Just a lot of writing blog posts. Uh, a great example of somebody that was very successful with the strategy is uh, Buffer. So uh, Leo, who is the co-founder of Buffer, what he did, well, he still is the co-founder of Buffer, but uh, he wrote something like, I think it was like 150 blog posts in, a, in nine months. And that supposedly got Buffer something like 100,000 signups or something like that. I mean, that's insane. Because he was literally writing one or two guest blog posts every single day. That's what we call hustle right there. That's the unfair advantage of um, pretty much co-founders or founders in general, entrepreneurs, right? If you're looking for your unfair advantage, that is his. So he was doing that the entire time. And uh, obviously Buffer right now raised a lot of money. Very, very successful company. It's it's an app that I use. So they did really well with guest posting. But what about now? You know, now it's 2016. Does it still work? I still think it works, but it's much, much more crowded. You know, I just posted up a blog post talking about how the marketing space is crowded. You know, uh, if you want to to go for a growth hack that really, really works, you probably have to get really creative. So you probably want to do something that nobody else has tried yet, right? That is probably more important because right now, uh, everything that people say works just might not work for you and it might be too crowded you know venture back companies might be coming in with more and more money and they're just spending more and more uh, dollars into marketing spend so they're able to outbid you on AdWords they're able to outpay you in advertisement it's only the creative ones that can that can kind of just stand out and do something unique are the ones that would do well right so to say is guest posting a good channel that's like kind of like asking is blogging a good marketing method you know we um I would say it is. It is something that you should be doing, but uh, will it be something that will get your company going on, you know, uphill, uphill battles the entire time? I don't know. You know, will you be going on like a roller coaster and hitting massive growth? I don't know. But what it does do is that it still helps you build up the links. It still puts your brand out there, 
but it's just a lot more and more competitive nowadays. And even regular blogs or publications, what, what what's happening is that they're getting a lot of requests for guest blog posts. Whereas probably two, three years ago, you can you know send a personal email out to them and saying, I have this wonderful blog post that should be on your blog, and they will accept it. But now, it's more like, okay, I have so many people I'm talking to, so many requests coming in, who should I accept? I'll go for the ones with the high quality. So, um... It's still a very, very uh, strong tactic in my opinion, uh, but it's just a lot more crowded and a lot harder. Now, I think there's a lot of mistakes that a lot of people do when they're guest posting too. So, for example, uh, people keep thinking like, okay, let, let me try to be Leo from Buffer, you know, try to write one or two guest blog posts a day, double down on it, and let's see where what, what happens nine months from now. You know, maybe SEO will kick in. Maybe I'll build a strong foundation, you know, or whatever. But uh, I think that you shouldn't be writing for every single blog. You should only write for the targeted blog. So for example, if like for us, Yes Insights were a platform that, that can be perfect for, you know, product managers, founders, uh, customer success, marketers, then we probably want to aim at those type of products, right? Where so we would probably not go to uh, like uh, DevOps, you know, or Dev2 or Stack Overflow. I mean that would make no sense of me guest blogging there. You know, or just putting articles on, on Hacker News wouldn't make sense for me, right? Because we're not targeted towards that range. So you want to be able to guest post on relevant blogs, right? That's that's number one. Uh, the second thing I see people doing wrong is that they don't really have, um, like, a strong call to action. So they think that, okay, because, like, for example, if you go to, like, Forbes or something like that, most of the time, nobody that's reading the article will notice who's the one that wrote it. Right, they don't go all the way down to the off the box. A lot of times, uh, when the, these top popular uh, publications, they don't even have an off the box link on the bottom. You know, they don't even have anything on the footer. They probably just have some sort of name saying by whoever, and uh, it's probably just a very small link. So for people to to kind of recognize you off just a blog post like that, it, it's kind of difficult. So you you want to kind of have strong call to actions, and you want to somehow include your website or your product into the guest box article uh, that's how I've been doing it uh, I've been trying it at yes insights right now uh, it's kind of working and uh, I would say that it's not my main focus right now but I do do it when I do have a little bit of time left and I feel like I can crank out blog posts but I do do a lot of outreach to see if I can request to send them a blog post um, I always like to plan things in the beginning and then if they go like okay you know we would love to see it then that's when I actually write it, right? Because there's no point in writing a whole new one um, for for a, uh, for a publication when they're never going to reply to you or they're not going to accept you, right? So, like, for example, I have a friend, he he, uh, he runs an e-commerce startup, uh, uh, actually uh, a software that's um, created for e-commerce people, and he tried to do a guest blog post on Shopify. So he wrote, like, two or three articles, and he sent them in uh, with the full article, and they never got back to him. They didn't even give him a no. So... I mean, these type of things happen all the time, and you want to make sure that you reach out to the uh, to the editor or you reach out to your content guy and try to get permission first. You know, like uh, this is my title, this is what I'm gonna write about, and this is what's gonna be involved in it. Here's my quick thesis. Uh, does it seem like a good fit for your readers? You know, or maybe I do think it's a good fit. You know, would you be willing to take a look at my article? And then when they say yes, it sounds like a good fit. Then that's when you send it over. So uh, those are some of the things that you can do to make sure you don't waste time and that you can actually hit the needle with this guest posting strategy. 
Uh, back to the final question, to, as a conclusion, do I think it's a viable strategy? It can be, and it's still useful in my opinion. Uh, it's just that Google got a lot smarter, so and it's a lot more competitive, so you do have to hustle a lot harder, but don't expect it to be the thing that will make your, um, make your, your startup just go wildly soar in, in growth rate. But it is a sustainable growth strategy. I'm all about sustainable growth strategies. I don't like the ones where you acquire a user, you can't retain them, or it's just like throwing money into, into the water. What's really great about guest posting is that it is free. Um, it doesn't require any type of money. So if you're bootstrapping like us, like Yes Insights right now, you're bootstrapping, or like all the other entrepreneurs out there, you're bootstrapping hard, you're trying to get the startup hard, you want to save as much money as possible then this is probably one of the strategies that you should go for. Blogging, guest blogging, you know, creating content, definitely it will build a foundation and 10 months down the line, you will start to see results. You will start to see other publications start picking you up. So that's uh, all I have to say about guest blogging and I uh, hope that really helped you guys. You know, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can find me on Twitter at WilsonPang8 or on Snapchat at WilsonPang8. Uh, you can check out beyondthegrowth.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and I'll continue the series and hopefully uh, I'll have some more topics regarding growth and my experience as a founder.